Hey, hey, hey. Welcome to the Adventures of Gigi podcast. I'm Gia Perro. I'm Gareth Stora. And we're here to relive the splendor. For the nostalgia. That is everything Mariah. So let's get started. Welcome back to the Adventures of Gigi podcast. And this is part two of our three-part series for Caution and where we're going to be talking about... Yeah, hey, you guys. This week, we're going to be talking about the era, the Caution era. So that was roughly about mid to late 2018 to mid 2019. So it's like a period of time, the era, darling, surrounding the release of the album. Okay, so let's not forget what this era brought us. Mariah Carey re-emerged from pretty much like a messy sitch. You know, we all know about it. Let's not go into that too much. But she was skinny, hair for days, and she almost looked like a real-life version, like almost exact real-life version of a proud family cartoon character. Oh, yes. Oh, yes, she did. Oh, my gosh. Yes. So she reemerged. She was revitalized and she came back looking like a full fledged skinny legend. Yeah. Yeah. She was fully revitalized, snatched her hair. She just got her glow back for a few years. She was sort of just like not necessarily not on her game, but just like whatever you guys want to call it. That's what it was. So she came back from that. And that's where we are now. This was a great time. It was almost, it was almost like a reinvented version of the equals MC squared era. Like in terms of like how she looked like, you know, when she reemerged with that and it was just like, whoa, where's the body come from? It's just kind of like the same thing. Like all of a sudden she was just so svelte and so demure. And it was just all this hair just falling down onto her shoulders. And it was just epic. Her her look was absolutely amazing. Even when I look back at pictures of it now, it's just like, whoa, you know? She had cleaned up her image. There was no more messiness. Great hair pieces. They didn't look too fake. They looked really amazing, thick, real, matching her hair almost. You know, you, you couldn't tell where her real hair ended and the hair pieces started. It was all like proper top-notch quality image you know what I mean and I was so happy oh yeah and it was like totally an upgrade to like she looked better like I'm just gonna I'm really trying to be nice here like it was definitely an upgrade yeah I was so happy for her you know like I said in the last episode last week where the album felt like it was a little bit better planned than past records you know just I thought this has got to put her back um let's forget about the messiness this has got to put her back where she belongs like great album come on give it and around this time as well she also made the announcement the bipolar announcement i can't remember the name of the magazine though gia maybe people magazine people magazine so she revealed that as well which opened her up to us a lot more and I feel well no not even it to the general public in my opinion like not to the lambs like I was not surprised that, to hear that Mariah had bipolar disorder but for all of the people who just saw her acting not singing on New Year's Eve and everything in the actual media was Mariah's a mess Mar- Mariah's a mess like 
I think sometimes we're a little way too close to the forest to see the trees sometimes. Mm. And just like, I think that was definitely PR to like get the general public to, even if it's true or not, it's like to make the general public understand, you know, because her image was like kind of shutting out the general public. And I think that this era was slowly opening the door to like, let's all be kosher again. Like let's be set in our legendary status again. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I think when I say like it opened us up to her or opened her up to us, whatever. um, I think it's just like, we see her as this, well, everyone sees her as this larger than life kind of character. You know, people brand her a diva. People that aren't necessarily fans think of her as over the top and this, that, the other, and you know, or that there's all this ridiculousness surrounding her. Whereas we know that she plays up to it. So for it to be revealed, not really a surprise, of course, but it opened it up because we then got the reality check shit, this is just a real person, you know what I mean? So regardless of all that other rubbish that no matter what the connotations are, whether it's, um, you know, a negative kind of approach to it or whatever, you know, I mean, we all we all find it quite endearing when she does these like over the top things, we love it. You know, this was like, just put all that away for a second. This is yeah, a some person. people don't get it. Some people really just don't get it. They think that it's a real thing, a real diva thing, mm-hmm. which is perpetuated by all of them and the media so it's like kind of hard not to believe it because like general I mean like coming from someone who's like used to be like just the general public now huge lamb like yeah you have no idea you just feel like I mean also I was way younger at the time so nowadays I know like don't believe everything you read media's media lies reality tv is not real blah 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 but back then you're like you take everything at face value so it's not as like when you hear so-and-so's a bitch so-and-so's a diva it's really easy to just be like oh she's a bitch she's a diva you know what I mean this was like cracking the it was like lifting the veil you know what I mean yeah just that just a little which obviously we didn't know at the time because we were about to get the album so it kind of ties in nicely that you know there's an album coming out whatnot there's a brand new image come in and one of the songs on there kind of does describe a vulnerable situation that I think describes. Oh yeah, that is similar. The portrait does kind of, yeah, I didn't think about that when we were doing our um, caution album review, but she did come out bipolar a few months before the album came out. So we had no idea the album was coming out, but yeah, portrait does sound kind of tied to that feeling. One thing I forgot to mention is I totally have borderline personality disorder. So when that article came out, it was totally easy for me and to relate to Mariah. Like I totally get it. Manic episodes, fears of abandonment, real or imagined. Like it's totally a real thing. And really happy that it's um people are able to talk about it now, like way more than they were in the early two thousands or even like five years ago. It's right. um it's changing, shifting really quick. And I'm happy about that. So I'm glad Mariah put her truth out there and it was met with such positive response because it definitely was from the gp and lambs everywhere so yeah off the back of all of this like as it's all you know slowly unfolding we are then made aware that there's going to be a teaser track coming and like we said last week it just sort of came out of nowhere this teaser track like yeah it was yeah it was like teased through instagram posts right yes 
like kind of how we reveal our stuff is like how GTFO was released, which is like, ah. Oh yeah, it almost like seemed to just sort of like develop in like one week, GTFO. And I think at the beginning it was just like, Mariah's gonna release a song this week. I think I read on like early in the week and then the letters were revealed and yeah, the song came out. That's what it felt like. That's my memory of it. I know that it was like in the moment it was like each day new things were coming out like looking back I know that it was like more than one day but in the moment it felt like it was like boom 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 like yeah like all at once like holy shit like this is happening the era's begun like I used to be super obsessed with Mariah X Lamely on YouTube Lambs I'm sure you guys probably already know who Mariah X Lamely is but they all have like the mariah porn the the mariah compilations honey they have everything and then once they told me that the single was coming i was like oh i know because this was way before i was like in the groups or like an active lamb like trying to like be friends with other lambs like i thought i was like alone in my existence of like loving mariah carey or whatever but that's how i knew the era had begun was like an update on youtube like a video and Instagram, obviously, like I followed Mariah. We did discuss how it was the lead track, but not the lead track last week. And yeah, think- that's kind of what we were alluding to is that it technically was like released first, but it wasn't the lead single. But the build up, it was like all that build up on, albeit social media and whatnot. And like you said on uh, YouTube, it felt like there was a lot of build up around the song GTFO. And releasing like half of the album before the album came out is like kind of building up a 10 track album it's like oh half the album you've heard already so here's the rest now like here's the huge buildup, which I'm not like so mad at but knowing that Mariah doesn't like the way that that stuff was released and they were like she's now expressed that they kind of rushed that album like and she didn't want to rush it they kind of the label kind of made her it's like I get it like I wouldn't have wanted that rollout either I would have wanted a big lead single like we were talking about in the episode like a no-no or stay long love you or like a banger I just felt a little bit sort of like confused not actually confused but like (laughs) she she made you think (laughs) just because of how it normally runs like an album release and stuff and then you know that felt like the first single the lead single and then it was classed as a teaser track and it wasn't supposed to be the lead single. The lead single was actually the next song. And that had a nice um, big build up as well, like a slow reveal. And then I think by the end of the week, boom, it was out. So yeah, but then it they, still felt what like they call it like single. a bu- What did they call it? A buzz single? They call it a buzz single or like a fire starter. They called it something silly like that, like a buzz single. And then the lead single was with you. But Mariah kept being like, this isn't the actual single, but it was, which is fine. Like, I'm totally cool with that. Like, it didn't mean anything to me at all. But it was just weird having it actually be a single and go up on iTunes as a single and then have her be like, it's not a single, which was just like, okay, I was impressed by it. But I also was just like, seems kind of silly to just... I don't know. Does the label the label make these decisions, honey? But let's just backtrack a little bit because right before the album actually did come out, I think it might have been before GTFO, she did the performance at iHeartRadio, arena style. Don't forget that. That was huge. And such an amazing performance as well. Like she did like a proper set. Like it was almost like a mini concert. That was after the album or that was when GTFO was released. Yeah. So that was after the first 
single maybe with you was released already but it was before the album had come out and then she goes on to the iHeartRadio concert no it was gtfo but not with you i know she performed gtfo but i don't know if with you was released yet though no, it wasn't. okay so it was like right in the beginning of the rollout then yeah i remember i was so excited to see this live performance because it was actually like a full-on mini concert moment and it was like a huge arena as well and it was like super random I had no idea that it was going to happen and then once it was there I like binged it for like two days because it was like a half hour long and once I watched something Mariah the first time I have to like rewatch it over and over to catch like all the details and stuff because the first time I'm like super excited second time I'm like okay what's her hair makeup everything you know because I get super excited about I'm going off on a tangent (laughs) but I get super excited about like note changes she does and um singing arrangements and things of that nature and then also I am a girl's girl so I am like obsessed with the look the glam all of it so it's just like anything Mariah all the time is just like give it to me bitch so iHeartRadio concert yeah. it was a different sort of set list normal than normal it was like a full-on party set list oh my god like the Hollis crew sample and it's like that the honey sample they put the honey sample in it's like that in the beginning as well and her hair was so long it was like almost down to her ass but remember we did not like that rope though yeah it was sort of like pointless it just made her look a little big i think but like surely she could have worn that at the beginning and took it off and revealed the dress that she was wearing instead of putting the coat yeah and she was having trouble walking so i'm like girl put on shoes that are not as high like please be comfortable over here like i get it their louboutins are red and cute on the back you want to be able to see the red that's why you pay for them but they were clunky though they were kind of clunky and there was like um streamers and confetti like pouring out and the heels are so high I'm like scared she's gonna fall and slip on some shit and break her neck and die like I do not need that it just scares me because you know sometimes Mariah's getting carried around and she broke her arm and I don't know sometimes you see her it's like hard for her to move on her own I just worry about her so when she wears shoes that are like way too high like that it's just triggering the new year's eve triggering you know what I mean yeah, so I loved the vocals. Her vocals were absolutely killing it. Deeper vocals. It just felt like more of a natural voice. And it wasn't like she had to... She didn't sound tired. She didn't sound like she had to go all over the place with her vo- uh, with her vocal range. It felt like she was just there. She enjoyed it. She was relaxed, it was, apart from the walking, obviously. But, like, the vocals, it just felt like so natural like and really well done i mean obviously there's a couple of songs like gtfo might not have been 100 percent live but i don't care um there was still bits towards the end where she just came in and started singing over the top and i just thought this is, this is a beautiful beautiful performance and it just it just injected the life back into this whole era for me oh yeah and also like I'm not a stickler for the lipped moments. Like I literally could not care less. Like lip the whole song. I don't care. Sometimes I'm sometimes I'm like, okay, that's obvious that you're doing that. Like, I don't know, you're not fooling anyone, but like I'm not someone who gets really pressed by that. Mm-hmm. It's when everyone at the Grammys lip syncs their entire performance, every single performance, but some but one person does it and they get called out for it it's ridiculous to me that's like the hypocrisy is what is ridiculous but anyway yes the set list was way better it totally brought life into her 
her concert because like I've been binge watching all the concerts and the number ones and all the shows for so long and it's like girl do something a little different she totally did and I was thriving for it and if you guys haven't seen that it's still up on YouTube I think so you guys can go watch that entire concert it's only like 25 minutes it's really good actually if you haven't seen Mariah live in the last like 10 years it's like a little at-home concert moment especially when we can't go out and have like real concerts right now I don't know just I mean we all know that like this moment was a great live moment which um we'll get into that at some other time but like her vocals were just rested at this point I know she has made some comments towards her vocals during this era she made them lately saying that she wasn't vocally um where she wanted or needed to be but and I'll agree like it she wasn't like compared to now it wasn't and compared to like two years prior at some of the Vegas shows like she wasn't the best vocally but the music that she was coming out with was better than the music she was putting out two years ago. Her outfits, her look, everything else was upgraded. So like I could take things like give and take certain things, you know, mm-hmm. it was just so many things were better that it was like the vocal wasn't my main focus for that era. But I totally would love a new era of like amazing Mariah vocals and amazing like PR relations, public yeah. relations. And also the audience loved it. Like you saw everybody was having a good time. There was people crying. There was people of all different ages enjoying her music. And obviously the set list was a complete like mix of her more tempo songs, like the bops. I mean, obviously We Belong Together was in there, but and GTFO is a bit slow, but it was a really good mix of songs to really showcase. Like if there's anybody in that audience that didn't really know some of her deeper cuts or some of the songs like It's Like That or GTFO, then or even shake it off or something then now they know and they all look like they're having a really good time so it was really good to see and this pumped me for the the for the album I was just like right give it to me I'm bloody ready you know also as well during this era we got some really good interviews remember the genius interview that gave me life yeah I binged that for a long time and even sometimes when I'm like bored I'll go and be like you know, let me just put on the genius interview again, because because it gives me nostalgia now. Like I told you guys last episode, but this era really is super nostalgic for me. It's made me like living my life through Mariah time has made me like discount the years, like some eras bleed into the next nostalgia, nostalgia. I watched this so many times, so many times when it came out, like repeated it like it would end and I would start it over she did an interview a bit similar to this but not quite um back in 2011 where she went into a lot of depth it was around Christmas time can't remember who interviewed her but it was a guy and she went into a lot of depth about her music and her interest in music and songs that she loves genres as well and this one though really dug deep so this one gave us something else but um, I'm not too sure what the name is. Yeah, the they went into all of the, the deep songs, which no one talks about in interviews. They went into the biracial thing. Mm. I think they even went into, like, the Sony situation a little. Yeah, so with the Genius interview, though, she gave us more. It was more in-depth than the other one I saw in 2011. And it was 
more about the deeper cuts. It was more about what went on behind the scenes. It was more about like- She gave us information about how she wrote the song. So I think that her songwriting process, they asked how her process changed from the 90s to the late 2000s. Um, I don't even know what we're gonna call that because that's not the noughties anymore. That's the teens, the 20 teens. I there's not really a name for that. I don't, I don't even like the, the word noughties, but I hate saying the early 2000s. You know, it's too long. So. It is really long. It's definitely long. But I, when I hear early 2000s, I think of like Paris Hilton and Dior print everywhere, like that Dior monogram and um, <gasps> tracksuits, velvet tracksuits. Of the velour. Or vel- velour, velour tracksuits, yeah. Yeah, that kind of like had a, a very short lifespan luckily I think it was the Elton John when Elton John started wearing them it's just like whoa stop wearing it I still I still will rock a velour tracksuit honey like I I I like it they're cute but like athleisure is so cute so big right now and those leggings are in but I bet I guarantee you this decade velour tracksuits are coming back all velour is coming back but let's hope that the monogram the Dior monogram doesn't come back and those big the big horrible like color blocking of the early 2000s isn't coming back like messy like fashion early 2000s doesn't mix like those two words like don't go together but anyway tangent no it's funny actually you say that because when you look back at I mean when you look back at any time you always think oh god what was I thinking what were they thinking whatever but like there's so many fashion shows as well like there was sex in the city it was all about the clothes there was ugly betty that made reference i was obsessed with ugly betty bitch oh my fucking god don't get me started because i love the devil wears prada and ugly betty well. is, and yeah the devil wears prada is well ugly betty is like the devil wears prada but like four seasons of it so it's right. just like amazing as hell and then what was the first show you said sex in the city yeah iconic though they were the difference between sex in the city and like the rest of the 2000s is like they're not only just setting the trends but they're like pulling out iconic staples that are like timeless and will last forever like some of the things some of them are not like some of them definitely aren't but a lot of them are like the Birkin and the Louboutins and well actually Louboutins are kind of a trend they're not even that big anymore but some of them are timeless looking yeah yeah yeah. but anyway trailblazers (laughs) lord knows i love a louis vuitton bag like let's be real like i love a monogram a brown monogram bag but there was just something about that dior monogram that was like really early 2000s and yes oh my gosh in the early 2000s the louis vuitton colorful monogram that was ridiculous that was something but i do love a timeless monogram don't come for me but yes there's something bougie and ridiculous about just like let me plaster names all over myself just because i have money it just seems so silly to me but like when people wear a t-shirt it says calvin Klein jeans it's like okay the t-shirt's not even dead <laughs> or like um mariah on the daydream tour the only outfit she wore that wasn't like a gown with diamonds all over it was the dolce and gabbana shirt and the adidas pants but that was fucking like oh i loved it but it was that was right on brand that was super Aaliyah, actually mm. that was super if it was um tommy hilfiger it would have been like oh mariah's doing Aaliyah right now but it looks super tommy hilfiger but oh my god we are totally lost we're not even talking know, about the caution era so back to the interviews back to the early 2000s <laughs> back to the naughty so the genius interview 
was really in depth, we've said before. We also learnt that Honey originally was intended to have a feature with Biggie and it sadly didn't happen. So, oh, and we yeah. learned that the roof was a true story, even though we knew that that was a true story. And we knew, well, we found out that it was her favorite, her favorite mm. um, sample or something. Yeah. You don't necessarily write that like that when it's not a true story. I mean, I know she probably can, but if you watch us, our episode, Songwriter Supreme, we go into more depth of all the other that do that too. By the way, Garrett's just reminded me, you guys, like, review, subscribe, check out our Instagram, shameless plug real quick, anyway. <laughs> and then she did the interview with Nessa. Um, that was a nice little moment with the chocolates and the uh, Prosecco. And um, the cupcakes. Oh, was it cupcakes and not chocolate? Your chocolate was, was me, I am Mariah. I think it was cupcakes. My girls, she's always doing an interview with Nessa. And she had a few, she had like several radio interviews slash YouTube interviews that kind of bleed together for me. But like, they all were amazing. She always had amazing hair, snatched to the gods, everything. Like she was giving me so much life this era. Haha, <laughs> give me life. Was it everything? It was everything. I was literally actually going to say that, but I wasn't even thinking lyrics, but yeah. TRL, that little TRL interview with the rock star jacket. Oh my God, bitch. Rewind. We didn't even talk about Justice for Glitter. That's next on my list. Okay, yeah, but we cannot forget Justice for Glitter. Almost forgot about talking about that. Simultaneously, as the buzz for this album is coming out and the lambs are tripping, gagging over the mouth is watering over the idea of a new era coming. Our bitches lost album pretty much shot yeah. to number one on the iTunes chart or the iTunes album chart and the US iTunes album chart. And we got hashtag justice for glitter before that. She never acknowledges album, this era, anything. She says it almost ruined her career. If you've read in the book, it's all in the book. So you got to look at the book for that part. But I'm happy that she acknowledges it now. I'm happy that the lambs got it to number one. I personally, when that was going on, I already had glitter on my iPhone because the only way you could have that album was to have bought it on iTunes. So I was over here like, you lambs just got justice for this album. Like, how did you guys have it otherwise? Like, I've been listening to it for maybe a couple of years. I had had it on my iTunes, but that was the only way to get it. You know what I mean? Maybe other lambs are good. Like Nick, he's really good at having like MP3s and like downloading stuff to his, his situation. I'm just not tech savvy like that. So maybe that's why. But I just figured that they'd have it already. You know what I mean? Maybe there was a couple of people that just like hadn't really thought of it. They might have had it on CD or whatever, or even vinyl. You're not going to take that if you're having a streaming party. If you're going to like a friend's house or something that's also around. You know? Right, right, right. The whole thing was it was a streaming streaming party. What, like, fi like 14, 15 days streaming party of like yeah. each album. And then once they got to Glitter, it was like, well, how do we get it? This is the only way. So I think that that's how it shot up so quick. And also the lambs are strong. And I, I actually had it downloaded already. And I noticed, cause I didn't even notice it had gone. So when it was all like, oh, it's gone back. I was like, oh, hang on, let me just check. And then I checked mine. I thought, did mine disappear then? And then I noticed the album that I really originally downloaded, there was like, want you and if we that had already been deleted I thought, did yep, yep. oh my god gareth you are literally speaking memories from my mind because the same thing happened to me i had bought glitter like years before it 
went to number one. And then after it went to number one, many songs disappeared from the album. And then I only had Loverboy remix and like Reflections or something. Mm -hmm. And then all of it was gone. And then it was available on streaming like two years later. And then my original album that I had purchased came back. Like all of the songs came back. So now I have two glitter albums on my cell phone. One of them is actually more colorful than the other. Like it's brighter. And I think it's the one that I bought originally. Not sure. Don't know. But yeah, one of them looks prettier and that's the one I played more. So I'm just being 100. Yeah, I had to get the the other songs that I was missing, which I had no problem with doing. I was like, well, I, I need them to be at my fingertips. So I did. You know, I've got the album anyway. <laughs> um, but I need I need it for my tube moments to work. I need it. So yeah, got right on that. I'm not sure that contributed to anything, but it contributed to my playlist. Um, so going off the back of that, we'll go into just just a little uh, snapshot, if you will, of the live performances. So obviously we've talked about GTFO with the High Heart Radio. Yeah, it was great. But we Where got... else did you perform that anywhere else besides the tour? I don't think she did. I think it was just that and the tour. But yeah, she did with you like a ton. And of course, you know, that was supposed to be the quote unquote lead single. It wasn't. But um, she did a lot of morning shows. Well, no, she did two morning shows? One, two? I feel like it was two. We'll go with two. She also did a lot of award shows and there was one, was it an award show with the pink dress where all the dancers were like- Wait, yeah, let's go into, let's go into each performance. Let's talk about the American Music Awards where she, where she sings with you and all of the men come bursting out of her skirt. Like they are just like so happy to see Mariah even though they're all probably gay. (laughs) They probably had just seen more of Mariah than (laughs) anybody else. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Um, But they look good. It was a nice little mirror moment, which I think the mirror moment got lost on the TV. Um, Yeah, I don't think it translated through screen. No. Well, but I'm sure if it was, I'm sure if it was in person, it would look really dope. Though like a kaleidoscope effect or some sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's, well, watching it, I thought, what is this? What does this mean? And then when you see the, when the camera is like backwards a little bit, you sort of see the mirror and you're like, I get it now. But unfortunately at home, we didn't get the same effect, but it was nice. She looked amazing. It was cute. She looked amazing, but actually pause. The outfit she wore on the red carpet for that event, honey, girl, that's the best. That is the outfit of the cautionaire. The black see-through dress with the feathers at the end with the corset oh, and the yeah. big-ass hair. Remember that? hmm Oh, my God. Dead in my tracks. That was, like, that was just like and her titties out. just look so big. Like, they look bigger than they did even on the Christmas special. Like, I don't even know how. She looked spectacular. Almost as if, like, 10 years had just been, like, knocked off. And I know we, we're not counting numbers. But, like, and they added, like, 20 packs of hair. Like, just oh all of God. the hair. Lioness, fucking diva Amazon. Like, girl, you've got too much hair. Send some of that my way, please. And not forgetting the Good Morning America when she sang with you with the um the little the tight fitting thin jumper. Oh, her tight outfit and her mules. She had her her high heels on the little the little black stilettos, and her hair was like straightened for that on for that outfit and it was definitely a different color I think too like they put in the packs for that other outfit but Mm. oh my gosh yeah she looked so good this whole era I feel like I keep talking about her hair it's fine her hair was huge like during this (laughs) era (laughs) I think this is the best era for her hair in the recent years even like 
even though her hair has been amazing in 2020, like I think that 2018, 2019, like Mariah's hair was amazing besides the wigs on the caution tour, but we'll get to that. There was the distance on Jimmy Fallon as well. And I remember there was a lot, we said this last week, there was a lot of pushing for the distance, but it never really got the full single treatment. It was like this, it was like the single treatment, but without a music video and without a single. Like yeah, it, so got the, the the, it got all of the, it got all of the, it got all the promotion, but none of the follow through and none of the fun official stuff, you know, like a release and a music video, like you said. And she hyped up the distance so much that when the album came out, I was so over it. I like didn't like it. And even now, still, when I listen through the album, it's not my favorite. Like it's at the bottom of the list. Like it's right behind eighth grade. Um, they can't see your reactions, Garrett. You have to speak them. I'm fine where it is. And um, it's a it's middle of the album almost and for me it's that kind of like 50 50 track for me like if it comes on yeah let it play but i'm not like oh my god let me get home and put the distance i don't on. go yeah i don't go searching i don't go checking for the distance like that if that's how i'm gonna that's how i'm gonna phrase it and she did perform this at the christmas uh show the same year in 2018 and yeah it was fun it's a hip track like we said last week in our episode the album review for caution but um I was expecting something based off all these pre sort of like preempt like live shows just like oh something's coming you know there's the distance the distance the distance and then I thought okay so there's gonna be a music video and a single cover and a proper release for it and I was I was really like expecting it and then it was just oh no no which actually was the next song with the music video and everything else. That does take us to her performances of a no-no, which we got. I can't remember the name of the TV show, uh, of the thing when she won the Icon Award. The bi- the Billboard. Billboard, sorry. Yeah, the Billboard Icon Award. She's, she gave us a medley of a no-no, Always Be My Baby, Emotions, Hero and We, or We Belong Together and Hero. And then she um, gave us a speech and she threw the the sweaty tissue well she threw the sweaty tissue then gave a speech but yeah and taylor swift was like trying to steal uh, the limelight with us the whole night the entire night (laughs) from everybody though like not even just mariah yeah i've seen most of the show not i haven't seen it like fully in its entirety from start to finish but just bits on youtube and it's just like whenever i just see her face i'm just like get off (laughs) she has this kind of like look where she like kind of like purses her lips like she just looks like, Annoying. I don't want to talk shit about Taylor Swift, but <laughs> all the lambs were doing that in the Mariah Carey community enough this year. I don't need to talk about her because she, because she knocked um, All I Want for Christmas out of number one by selling 49 cent songs. But anyway. Oh, really? okay. Well, discounted artists, clearly. Um, Shh, Garrett. Yeah, so not forgetting the pop-up exhibition signing situation with the photo op. Uh, scenes of the Rainbow album, the single covers, getting to meet Mariah in person, getting her to sign some stuff. And, and the photo shoots with the um the rainbow set, like the bed and the the right. LED lights and the caution tape. The caution tape like room. I don't know, that looked kind of weird to me, but there was also the butterflies dangling, and then there were albums you could listen to, like vinyl records. And what else was there? Her outfits, her ensembles, oh God, all from all of yeah. the music videos from Caution, 
Oh, yeah, that was the best thing, I think. She did the like little walk where she talked about each one she liked and which one she didn't like. Um, each single cover. Yeah. On, that was on Instagram, yeah. Yeah, and the dress she wore then was so, like, demure, so modest, but showed off everything it needed to. Like, and her boots. So good. Her fucking boots. Oh, my God. So obsessed. Oh, my God. Oh, God, the boots, yes. The dress, like, blended into the boots. I was so into that. Yeah, she looked good. Snatched. And again, like, there's still quite a lot of hair, but it's not too much. It's still just falls down by the side of her and it just looks so nice like oh the costumes were inside of the caution tape interview on elvis duran the elvis duran this is that one's a great interview she revealed in a couple of these interviews that she'd already started work on the memoirs as well so we got really excited about that um i think she probably started it before but you know she revealed that i've just started on my memoirs but so we were all waiting and waiting, and we knew that there was, like, some good stuff coming. This was all before the album. Well, all right, Gareth. That was the Caution Era episode. I hope that you guys enjoyed it this week, and I hope that you'll give us a rate and review. Subscribe to our podcast. Go over to Instagram also and check out the Adventures of Gigi After Show, where we do a live chat usually every Sunday. Um, Indeed we do. And yeah. Also, if you want us to do a particular episode based on a subject that you'd like to hear about or like us to discuss or even get involved with us on the Sunday live chats, then please send us a message and just let us know what it is you want us to discuss and we'll discuss it. All right, you guys. I think that's it. Okay. Thank you for listening, guys. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.